0: Well, we first, John chapter, chapter 3, verse 22, and uh, John gets on the ball and looks up the app and was on the prayer, <laughs> that, uh, our second song, whatever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And oh Lord, that we each one tonight, and those listening in, all Christians everywhere, would do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Then we have answered prayer. Lord, teach us your way. Help us to know what's right, what's pleasing to you. Help us to learn that from your word. And be in that daily to make sure that we're we'll walking that we might not be ashamed if you should come Lord bless the word for your glory and praise in Jesus name Amen well last week we looked at the heart the confidence from love that we have a confirming heart a condemning heart and a confident heart now we look at the we're going from confidence from love confidence in prayer to God, as like confident children in a house, obedient to their parents, their well well beloved children, they have confidence before their parents. They're not afraid to come and ask if they are walking. <laughs> yes, in obedience, the confidence of the believer to ask. Let's think back to what we thought about last week, going into the tabernacle and um, <clears throat> at the, the altar of incense and then after that there was the veil and beyond that was the Ark of the Covenant presence of God to pray and the veil has been rent yeah. the access has been given we are not like those of the Old Testament we have that very privilege of coming into the very presence of God let's take advantage and here tonight we say we look at some thoughts on how we should come and if we if we don't come and if we do come and don't do it right then there is a problem here there's a you know we press and pass the ceiling we say so <clears throat> can this privilege of entering god's presence be abused yes, yeah. yes it can can we ask for things that we shouldn't ask for yes, yes we can uh, will god answer those <laughs> yes. With I? No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think you've written this down before. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? <laughs> no, he won't. Are there limitations or conditions to God's promises? Yes. He, he's, you know, there's things. And this is what we find tonight. It says in verse 22, we read, because we keep his commandments. Obedience is a condition to answered prayer. And verse 22 in the middle, or the verse point C of it, do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Keep his commandments, do those things that are pleasing in, in his sight. And if we're doing those things that are pleasing to him, it's it's natural we won't ask amiss. We won't ask that which is out of his will, because we do the things that are pleasing in his sight. as John 15, 7 says... If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Because you're walking in his will, in his word. In John, just over in chapter 5, and verse 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have of him. We read this one last week in relation to the confident heart, but in relation to prayer tonight, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything, According to his will, see there, (laughs) he heareth us according to his will. And if we know that he heareth us whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. (laughs) We can pray for people that are unsaved. Is that God's will? Certainly is. And we know that we have the petitions, but it's in his hands to answer those prayers in his time and how he wills but we would like to see them happen sooner than later in our own perspective we've got a little bit limited time down here on earth asking and doing God never does what we can do and should take up the responsibility to do ourselves remember what he said to Moses in Exodus 4 verse 2 what is in thy hand you know Moses had a part use what God has given you and we could go into that in and thinking about things in that he's given into our hand and we pray Lord do this hey you got it in your hand do it (laughs) you know that's in his will you can pray about it if you wish but if it's already obvious do it what has is another one what hast thou in thine house said Elijah to the widow and she had one meal left didn't she yeah. and so it, <clears throat> she provided and the answer of the Lord to provide for her needs she, well, we're going to eat it and die no we're not says Elijah you're going to live God provided God, the, the, the Lord Jesus said this when at the resurrection of Lazarus he raised him from the dead now, what did he tell the people to do? The Lord could have done it easily because he raised a person from the dead. Roll away the stone, fellas. Get. And then he said, him. he could have had the bandages to go kapoof. <laughs> but no, he wants us to do what we can do and we know is right to do. That's according to his will. Just being obedient That's part of this ask and doing. Um, <clears throat> Hebrews and uh, I believe we might have touched or read them last week. Chapter 4, we're entering into the presence of the Lord. We have the privilege of doing that now. Verse 14 of chapter 4. Seeing then that we have an high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted us like we are, yet without sin. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy. How can we come boldly if we've got sin in our lives? I mean, you have to be pretty brash and prideful to come boldly when you know the sin. And we can obtain mercy. We come in the right way and find grace to help in the time of need. And there are a lot of needs around in our world today. There are a lot of needs in our lives that we need to go to before the Lord. In chapter 10 also of Hebrews, the other great prayer point here, chapter 10, verse 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest, a rent veil. <laughs> and I would have liked to have seen the expression on the priest or the high priest face that day when the veil just from the top to the bottom was rent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what if he, he ever like got some... Yeah. 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 It, w- it would have been... <laughs> I'm out of here. You know, we're looking at what we shouldn't be looking at here. We're in the presence of, of Almighty God. But it was rent for the... No, no. Yeah, yeah that's right. It, it was too tall to get up there and do that yeah. for, an in- for an individual. A miracle. of The hand of God. So... <clears throat> There we can have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood. God did it by the blood of Jesus. By a new and a living way which he hath consecrated for us. Who's this written to? The Hebrews. (laughs) Jewish Christians. So that they could see that this... A lot of them probably had a lot of hang-ups. Preconceived things that they'd been taught. But now there's a new way. And this is into the presence of God personally by prayer to the high priest. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. And there's these words, confidence, full assurance. You know, we know that we have an answer, or we have a God that hears us, and an answer that will come in his time. And having our our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So, the confidence of the believer to ask in praying to God, that the commitment of god to answer in verse 22 back in john 3 and verse 22 whatever we ask we receive of him we receive of him that's just a simple thing a commitment of god to answer <clears throat> god has committed himself to answer the prayers of his children which are asked in his will and as we i think we've been here recently maybe we haven't maybe I looked ahead Last week, Roman, I mean, Matthew 7, verse 7, says this. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. <laughs> You've been to a door. Uh, there's no one home. There was a Catherine Troy the other day. I went round and you know, we are going to meet about 4 o'clock to, to pick up something. And I looked in. All the curtains are closed. It's dark in there. There's no one home. I knocked anyway. No answer. And so, okay, I'll go and leave them round the back. I went round the back and the curtains were being drawn. On. Okay, I got a bit of a... Whoa. <laughs> Someone was home. But I had knocked. <laughs> uh, the doorbell doesn't work. <laughs> it, uh, but with God, it's not like that. There's always... Someone home with a listening ear, ready to hear the prayers of any saint anywhere in the world that's still living and praying to him. Um, Marvellous, isn't it, how God can do that with so many different people. And so here we have this encouragement. And if we ask a fish, will God give us a serpent? If then, ye being evil, I mean, will (coughs) your son a a serpent? (laughs) They served serpents up at camp once, in a dare. A a, a tiger snake they caught. I wasn't into eating a tiger snake. (laughs) Biblically, you don't... Anyway. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? There's (laughs) what the Lord himself said. About us asking, so the commitment of God to answer. <clears throat> God never answers prayer, and I, I put an if here. If now there's an if in the verses prior to what we're reading, but not in the in verse twenty-two about prayer. But let's consider some of these thoughts, and I think we should have them in our mind. You know, we talk okay, we've sinned, but get more specific than that. In chapter three and verse twelve of First Peter, it says. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. God will not hear and will not see and is against those that do evil. That's what it states in that verse. And just back over in James. James. James chapter 4 and verses 2 to 3. James 4, 2 to 3. Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and you war, yet ye have not because you ask not. Now we could say, well, you know, he owes it to us. He had us to be born. He's got us on this planet. And, And be like those on social security give me you owe it <laughs> I don't think we should have that attitude when we come before the Lord should we and a lot of because of the way people live today they might develop that attitude you know the, the longer you get things done on and something for nothing then you sort of grow to expect it and we shouldn't do that as, of God um, <clears throat> have, have you ever asked for a car park down the street yes there. Yeah, so it gets busy down there at times. And uh, <clears throat> praise the Lord for that. You're sitting at the lights and you look down the road. You go, no, no, no. But the, the lights will change and we'll pray to the Lord. You know, he can give the little things. But if we don't ask, we might, might go around the block to, to get a, a prayer, a, um, a park, parking point. You ask miss that you might consume it upon your lusts. That's wrong. What does the Lord say that we should be content with? Having food and raiment, let us be there with content. If we're asking more than that, we're asking amiss. And if we've got a lot stored away in a little, you know, whatever you call it, bank account, <clears throat> then we don't get so reliant on the Lord. And maybe that's why the Lord says, no, this, you've got enough. If you get any more, you will trust in your own strength to meet your needs, and I want you to trust in me. It's a hard lesson to learn, but we need to need to learn that, shouldn't we? Uh, <clears throat> let's go to Matthew chapter six, verses five and eight. Matthew six, verses five to eight. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. These are all, if we do it this way, we will or we won't be heard. And this, we won't be heard here. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou shalt shut the door pray to the father who is in secret and the father who is in secret shall reward thee openly i imagine that those pharisees and that that prayed on the street corners like they did had prayers that were repetitious and that and written and remembered and uh, and there's the churches around like that today yeah it's, it's like the one in matthew chapter six well just down below here in verse nine our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And um, it, did, it reminds me of a time I was doing a funeral and I stopped after the first verse and they kept on going. All, all the people kept on going and most of them at the funeral weren't Christians. And there's a route prayer. they just off the top of their head, no, nothing, nothing in your heart. And so if we pray pretentiously, we won't have God's answer, we won't get God's answer. We don't use verse seven vain repetitions as the heathens do. Who's that a, who's that a, a somewhat a rebuke to in so called churches today? Vain repetitions. In their songs? Charismatics. And charismatics. yep. In their prayers. That's a this over and over again they repeat the same thing. Heard for your much speaking? No, you won't. You can you can pray a simple two-worded prayer, Lord, help. Uh, Peter did when he was about to go under. Mm-hmm. And uh, Back there, Yep. What did he say? Well, he, he was asked by the king why he so sad. Oh, yeah. And he prayed and answered. It was a very short prayer. <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> he's, he's, well, he's sad in the king's presence, yes be ye not therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him you say well why ask him because he wants his children to ask him he wants us to be dependent upon him and appreciative of what he does James chapter 1 I know we're in Matthew stay there you, you follow on with the the model prayer that's given in verses 9 to 12 and 14 to 15 and it it, it does bring up there that we need to Well, verse 12, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And these things are all conditions to prayer. And God, hear our prayer when we go. Um, Thy kingdom come will be done on earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So it's assuming there that we forgive and the Lord will hear. But now go to James chapter 1, back into James chapter 1 verse 5 and 7. It reads there if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him but let him ask in faith if we ask in faith you know you can put if before all these things we're looking at nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord wow you know Let's be not double-minded, let's be from the heart, mean it and fervently effectually pray. And we know the Lord will hear us whatever we ask. But don't be tossed up to and fro, don't, don't be iffy in your prayers. And Isaiah chapter 1, <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 13 to 17, really just verse 15. <clears throat> verse 15 says and when you spread forth your hands I will hide mine eyes from you, yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear if your hands are full of blood. <clears throat> when we offer vain offerings and repetitious offerings without any heart in it, he doesn't see. Your hands are full of blood, sins in the camp, we could say. So we won't hear us if we come in that manner, I put if we offer vain offerings and then come before the Lord. You say, well, Lord, I've done that. Now it's your turn to give me a favour. I've, re- I've given you a sacrifice. No, God doesn't bargain. It is, you don't bargain with the Lord like that. No, we might do that with men. We might do that in a little bit with the kids, but we're not going to do it with the Lord. <clears throat> 1 Peter 3 and verse 7. 1 Peter 3 verse 7 says, In like manner ye husbands, with- dwell with them, their wives, according to knowledge giving honour unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not what is it hindered we can have our prayers hindered if we have a right relationship with our wives and that happens you know we're in sinful mortal, mortal sinful bodies that, and that contention can come but the Lord says I'm not going to hear you get that right You know, and and you you know, maybe of people that uh, husbands that are very. You know, what do you call them? Domineering. Domineering. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Over. Suppressive, oppressive, and everything. It's God's not going to answer that prayer. I think this is long enough ago. I can use it as illustration. I was in a car once and. On a distance, a fair way out, and coming back in, and the husband looked at the fuel gauge and was below empty. And then he just turned and ripped in to his wife. I, I was sitting there; another Christian man was in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I thought, "My goodness, yeah, uh, yeah." I hadn't heard it done so openly and. Fervently, as that, and the wife sort of just didn't say a thing, and you could feel us or see us shrinking into the seat. No, it says in first Peter three seven. In Isaiah fifty nine, again, there's another if. Isaiah fifty nine, verses one and three, it says, "Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save; neither is he ear heavy that it cannot hear but if you have iniquity you have separated between you and God and your sins have hidden his face from you now we've been talking about different sins and his is general generally have hidden his face from you and he will not hear for your hands are defiled with blood like we read in the other verse a moment ago and your fingers with iniquity your lips have spoken lies your tongue hath muttered perverseness yeah, this we just don't come before God, you know, in a light-hearted fashion. And you know, <clears throat> they say, and I've said it before, the acts of prayer, adoration, confe- A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, what was the last one? Yes, ex- supplication. We almost sort of turn those first two around, A and C, and put confession. You get right with the Lord, then he'll hear you. <laughs> We can yes adore him, uh, but we need to adore him with the right heart, don't we? Um, and <clears throat> Psalm in the book of Psalm sixty six and verse eighteen, it says the same thing. Psalm sixty six eighteen: If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear, hear me. It's ample verses in Scripture to to, to warn us, um, <clears throat> and we want to the other one. It's in Micah three verses four and five. If we are leaders and we behave in the wrong manner, in our doings the Lord doesn't hear. There's one more in Kings. First Kings chapter eight. It's not one more, it's a chapter of things that are mentioned here. <coughs> of prayers that are made to the Lord, and you maybe just mark them down. When you come across this phrase, like in the beginning of verse 32 of 1 Kings, then hear thou in heaven. You know? We are doing the right thing. Hear thou from heaven. And verse 34. Then hear thou in heaven. And forgive the sins of thy people. Verse 39. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. And forgive. And do every man according to his ways. And then verse 43. Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. And do according to all. To all that the foreigner calleth to thee for. And then 45 and 49. In that chapter, then hear thou in heaven. Hear thou the prayers of those saints. A good chapter in First Kings chapter 8 to read through and see the things that go before those verses and after those verses to clarify those who do come before the Lord. So <clears throat> confidence in a believer to us and the commitment of God to answer if... You are walking and I am walking correctly before the Lord. And we come fervently and earnestly before the Lord with our hearts, not just our lips. Not confession time, but it can be if you wish. Who has prayed and been praying and gone to sleep? Come on. (laughs) I have. You know, it's been a hard day, and praying at night, or hard night and praying in the morning, and um, yes, Lord, in your way, oh, yes, it's like when you're preaching up in front, and you see people going off to sleep, and you raise your voice a bit louder, or or thump the pulpit, or. <laughs> well they've had a hard day's work has anyone gone to sleep right now <laughs> what do you feel like if you were talking to someone and they went to sleep have you ever gone to sleep talking to someone on the phone it was about an hour later <laughs> and they said pastor you've gone to sleep <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look I confess who it was it was Lorna and if you I hadn't said I hadn't said well she was talking pretty good (laughs) but I hadn't said "Mm," or something like that for a while Uh, anyway forgive me Lord (laughs) Lorna's in heaven now and uh, you can talk to her about that when we get there (laughs) but how would you feel when you when that was how, how did Lorna feel (laughs) <laughs> what a pastor. I told him about all my needs. <laughs> anyway, he fell asleep. Does the Lord do that? <laughs> Never. He doesn't fall asleep. He doesn't sleep or slumber, says.